Hey, Red. Hi there, Red. Welcome to Red Square. No commie talk, just common sense from a couple of uncommon gingers. You got that right. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. So what's been on your mind, Red? Well, it's Christmas time. And so just like that jolly old fat man, I got a list of things. Oh, yeah, like the fat man. That's the fat man. Here we go. Hey, stop talking about me like that. <laughs> oh, it shows, does it? <laughs> uh, before we get started, though, it is... Time for a Christmas joke. Oh, so you're giving people a warning when the bad jokes come? So they can walk away. Right after the bell? Just <laughs> yeah. fast forward 10 seconds, folks. It's fine. So, what kind of motorcycle does Santa Claus drive? I have no idea. A Holly Davidson. I can't even respond. <laughs> Don't you dare ring that bell again. Let's go. All right. Number one. What's on the list today? We said we were going to talk about the origins of Christmas. So where Christmas came from. Yeah, and you know, I'd always heard that Christmas couldn't have actually been when Jesus was born. Why would shepherds be out herding sheep in the middle of winter? Right, and, and I heard that's not really even in December, so. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. It must have, his birth must have happened in the spring because they were out shepherding. Right, yeah. <laughs> you don't do that in the middle of winter. But all right, so I did some research, and it was kind of fun. I found out that centuries before the man named Jesus was born, the Scandinavian countries, the or in Scandinavia, I should say, the Norse celebrated a Yule feast. And it was lots of celebrations in Europe around the winter solstice. Right, the 21st. Around the 21st. Long, uh, shortest day of the year. Exactly. It was a celebration that the worst was over, the days were about to get longer, weather would start getting warmer soon. Um, I, I didn't, I, we've all heard of the Yule log, right? Right, right. And that came from this uh, Norse celebration. They would bring back logs big enough that they would light them on fire and they would feast until the log was burned out. Oh, really? Is up to 12 days. Up, up to 12 days. Now, that's wow. a hell of a Yule log. That's a hell of a lot of food. <laughs> yeah. Well, big celebrations. Yeah. Did, did the word Yule come then from the Norse? Yeah. The Yule log came directly from those Scandinavian yeah. pagan celebrations. That's a great word, Yule. I liked it. I and and to find out that, like, the Yule, I, I heard Yule log used in tons of Christmas songs and stories and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And to find out where it actually came from, I was kind of interested. Exactly. That's the beauty of the English language. And then uh, I was reading about in Rome, you know, not so far north, there were also tons of winter celebrations, like around the solstice. The, the, the Romans, you mean? The Romans, yeah. yeah. Isn't that what I said? What no, I you said. said in Rome. I was in wondering. Ro I wonder if it was a Roman civilization. Yeah, that, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was. I was actually talking about the Chinese, but they were happened to be in Rome back before BC. <laughs> but above. yeah, I mean, get out of here, Red. <laughs> Who else would I be talking about? All right, but anyway, I, I hope I say this right. They did a full month of celebrations based on the god Saturn. Okay. Saturnalia. I think is how you said the celebration. Was the name of the feast, the festivities? Is the name of the celebration. Saturnalia. Saturn, the god of agriculture. 
It was a time when the Roman social order was completely flipped upside down. Freed people, or I'm saying that backwards, slaves were freed and treated as equals. Um, businesses and schools were closed. I never heard of this. Yeah, I'm, I did some research. It didn't even take that long, just a really? couple of websites. The History Channel website is where I got this stuff really? from. So they, they, it's unbelievable that, that they freed slaves. Yeah, just for the month. Yeah. Let them wow. go out, be treated as equals. And I found this interesting, too. That's when businesses and schools closed, so everyone, including children, could enjoy the festivities. So do we owe to the Romans Christmas break for school? When I, I was so I excited so. as a child for Christmas break, do I owe that all the way back to the Romans? Yes. And, and by the way, excited as a teacher as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you had it really nice back yeah. then, right? I always thought that uh, the, that first Friday night of We'll call it holiday. Winter break. Winter break was the best because you had like two weeks to look forward to. And you, yeah, as a kid, that was the night that you were like, oh, I cannot wait for Christmas so much, but I'm so happy I don't have to go to school. Right, right. You know, I thought that was interesting. And then I started reading a little bit more like in early Christianity, like the early days of Christianity, there was no such thing as Christmas. Easter was the big holiday. The resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, right. So all these pagan holidays and Roman holidays, the church was like, what can we kind of do? And they decided it was, uh, let me see, Pope Julius I decided December 25th was the birth of Christ, and now we're going to start celebrating that. So this arbitrary pope decided on an arbitrary day. I don't know how arbitrary the pope was, but yes, a very arbitrary day. Well, and can what, you, what and, of many popes? And it's probably uh, easy to guess why. Uh, it was it a pagan holiday? Because they wanted to absorb these winter celebrations right. and make them part of the church so they could dictate more how they were celebrated. Right, right. But I found this interesting. The first Christmas celebrations were rowdy, drunken, carnival-like. Uh, what I read was it was... Sort of like a Mardi Gras celebration, the first Christmas celebrations. Oh, so they got it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were partying. And then I read in, like, fast forward big time, in 1645, in the 17th century, Oliver Cromwell, the, the Puritan guy. Yeah, he was the was like prime minister or something of England. Or... Well, he, him and his Puritan forces took over England and canceled Christmas. They wanted to eliminate the decadence that was associated with Christmas. So the pilgrims that came to the, you know, to came America. to America, the U.S., what became the U.S., I should say. Right. Um, they also didn't celebrate Christmas. Take a wild guess at when Christmas finally became a federal holiday. Now, oh. keep in mind, our country did not actually become a federation until 1776. Right. I'm thinking maybe even as... Late as 1910. Not quite that late, but you're close. What? 1870. Okay. Wow. Oh, almost 100 years yeah. after we were a country, we finally we said, said, okay, now Christmas is a federal holiday. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. yeah. So, just kind of a, some interesting stuff I felt like about part of Christmas history no one talks about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, new, I mean, who knows? Who knew that it didn't start till 1870? I didn't know Cause, that. Because you, you almost, when you think of Christmas, you think of it as some kind of permanence. 
that oh. it's always been around. Yeah, don't you just imagine George Washington with a Christmas tree? Right. Like... And little elf ears. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, presents under the tree. Right. What else do you want to talk about well, with Christmas? Well, I mean, since you've been doing all this research, did you look up, um, like... Gifts that were popular in years past? There, there was some of that, and I actually, it got me on a little bit of a roll. Funny you bring that up. Uh, what year were you born? 1954. And I thought this was appropriate. Do you know what the, you know, no, why would you know what the most popular game is? I might. Is? What? A game? It was. Uh, a game. Monopoly. You, nope, but one you and your wife have played a lot, I believe. Uh, crosswords? <laughs> You're getting closer. Oh, Scrabble. Yes. Oh, nice. That was a popular game that in 1954. That was the most popular gift in 1954, and I was like, appropriate for Red. Right. My li- my wife will love that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mine was 74. Oh, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm old, too. It was the skateboard. Which skateboard. Which is a lot less appropriate for me. I did have a skateboard as a kid. Didn't ride it that much. Tried again while I was in college to learn how to skateboard. Never really got good at it. No. You know, I was doing a little research, too, and I saw that the... and I was thinking, people don't even know some of this stuff anymore. But the Slinky was in 1952. And I think it was the most popular gift ever, like, a year later. Oh, really? Yeah, like, 53 or 54. I remember seeing it in the mid-50s. It would be interesting to see if you were to uh, poll the under-30 crowd, if you even knew what a Slinky was. That is... I wonder... It walks downstairs, a loner in pairs, and makes a slinkity sound. A spring, a spring, a marvelous thing. Everyone knows it's slinky. Excellent. You think I watched any cartoons as a kid? (laughs) You certainly did. So, uh, how about this one, though? Okay. I thought this was interesting. I was like, let me try and think of times in history. So, the Great Depression, 1929. Okay. You know, that was October when the stock market crashed. Right. And then that Christmas, a pop-up book was the most popular A gift. pop-up book? Yeah. And any particular one? It, I don't remember. Or just the, the concept of a pop-up book. Yeah, they yeah. talked about how the concept actually went all the way back to like the 14th century. Some like mysticist priest person made a pop-up book with like spinning wheels to try and illustrate their, their teachings okay. or whatever. Okay. So, But I thought but that was interesting. That's really cool. And a lot of stuffed animals back then. Like, well, I'm sure a teddy bear. Teddy bear. When, when was the teddy bear introduced, you know? I think it was under Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what else? Um, then, as time goes on, uh, one that, 1980, I was six, and I remember these being crazy popular, the Rubik's Cube. Oh, wow. Do you me- Oh, yeah, I know the Rubik's Cube. Have I- you ever been able to solve one? No. Never in my life. I, I was an adult by then. <laughs> I I still feel like I need to read a book and learn how to solve a Rubik's Cube. It's one of those things in life that I'm like, why have I never learned how to do this? Did you ever see one of those uh, videos where these guys can do it with one hand? Oh, I've seen a video of some dude juggling Rubik's Cubes and solving it while he juggles them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Ridic. Ridic. You lose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, All right. You lose. 1986. This was a big one for okay. me. This what? was a personal Wait, big one. Wait, how old were you then? 12. 12, okay. Yeah, 12. The very first Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, wow. And the one we got came with Duck Hunt and Gyromite. So we got the Rob the Robot. It, Santa brought it to me and my two younger brothers. It was our 
Santa Claus gift for the three of us to share. We were at my dad's parents' house in in Denver, Colorado, and our cousin got Super Mario Brothers as one of his Christmas gifts from his parents. And we played that Nintendo that weekend probably 18 hours a day. And then the parents would come down after, you know, hanging out upstairs. They're all drinking. They come down, and then they start hogging it from us. Oh, I just died. And we're like, our turn. No, I'm going to play one more game. You guys have been playing all day. I get. To... We're like, what's going on? Right. Well, but they took it. O- we had been playing all day. Right. But then we were like, no, you pass it around. It's ev-. Then they just kept hogging it. Right, right. All right, what else you got? Um, didn't you graduate in 72? 72. You ever play the old card game Uno? Yes. Uh, uh, no, actually, no. I haven't. It's got little red cards. Ooh, you never played Uno? Draw four? No. Whoa. Dang, 20 years really <laughs> does have some stuff. It does, it does. Okay, what else? My high school graduation was 92. 92. And it was the dumbest one. The Talk Boy. Do you remember, well, no, everyone know. knows the Christmas movie Home Alone. Yeah. The thing that he recorded the voice oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was called a talk boy. They released it the very same day that the Home Alone came out. Oh, wow. And it was the most popular Christmas movie. Oh, of course. It's in a movie. Yeah. Um, 2000, I thought was kind of interesting. PlayStation 2. 2010 was the iPad. 2010 was the iPad. Wow. It, See, I mean, back in the day, it was all toys. And, like, stuffed animals. Right. And now it's all electronics. Right. Then once the uh, smartphone came into being. Yeah, like, Monopoly was one of them back in the day. Right. Uh, 1940 was the Red Ryder BB gun. Oh, there you go. Pretty cool. Made made popular in the Christmas Story movie. Repopularized. Right. Clearly. I think uh, 55 was the hula hoop. Last year's most popular gift was something called a Squishmallow. Squishmallow? Like a stuffed animal that's especially... Squishy? I guess. And that was the most popular? I guess super popular with the kids. You know, at one point in the, I think it was 90s or early 2000s, Beanie Babies were the most popular. Yeah, You know, like, there are cycles. Sour Patch Kids was... No. Was it? Cabbage Patch Kids. Cabbage Patch, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Not the candy you give away at Halloween. Those dolls were, though, at one point in the 80s. So, yeah, just... I thought that was kind of interesting, and we'll see. I wonder what... I don't know what the big toy is this year. I don't have a clue. Me neither. All right. Well, that was cool. Let's move on. Yeah, well, you... Because we got a ton of stuff to do I know. We got a lot of hits today. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, cripes. Here we go. (laughs) What is the difference between the Christmas alphabet and a regular alphabet? The Christmas alphabet has no L. (laughs) Yeah, you deserve that in your microphone. <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay, so let's move on because yeah, uh, I like this one. Okay. When you brought this one up, I was like, ah, I'm not going to do any research, but I like this topic, and I my family has always had a strong opinion. Okay, I I have a strong opinion, and I realize now that my opinion is is in the minority. Oh goodness! So 94 million people will get a Christmas tree this year. Yourself included? Oh, of course. Of course. That's 75% of the population in America. Do you already have your tree? Oh, we already have up, lighted, and looking mighty fine. We are disappointed that we do not have ours yet. We will be getting it tomorrow after work. 
Uh, you know what I found out in my research? What? The cheapest day to buy a Christmas tree? Tell me. December 24th. Uh, well, t- <laughs> duh. <laughs> All right. So, but this surprised me. Since 1991, 1991, that's what? 32 20, years 32 ago. years ago. Purchase of real trees has plummeted be that, below that of fake trees. So we are now selling more fake trees than real trees. Each year? Yeah. Don't since, fake since, trees last a long time? Yeah. You wouldn't think you have to buy them year but after more, year. More and more people are buying them. My sister just did. My mom did. Which is shocking. We never had a fake tree growing up. Uh, I know. We always had a real I've tree. I've never had a few. I, I told you before, I can't get a tree that has a joint in it. <laughs> 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 yeah, you don't want one that folds up? No, I do not want a tree that folds up. So 80, 82% will have fake trees. 82%, that blows me away. And then what, that one-tenth of a percent puts up no tree? Probably. No, this must be of people who put up trees, because there's got to be a lot more than right. a tenth of a percent that doesn't put Maybe up Maybe some tree. people put up those little trees you buy in a pot, like they're like six inches tall. Or lots of religions don't want anything to do really with Christmas. Right. Not right. their thing. That's entirely up to them. Yeah. But okay. if you do put up a tree, uh, so what, what put you, up a real one. Exactly. You know, I, at some point, I think, you know, I may get to where I don't want to go out and cut down my tree anymore, but I'll, I'll probably still get a tree. Wait a second. Did you just say cut down your tree? I cut down my tree this year. Oh, well, you are a manly man, Red. Roar. <laughs> Uh, we just go up to the garden center that's like two blocks away. We love that guy. When we always we, buy a tree from him. Really? When we moved, first moved here to the west side, we didn't have a place to find. We always went to the east side to get our trees, but it was too far away. So we, this one year, Lauren and I went to uh, Home Depot and bought a tree. It was horrible. It, well, it, it's not horrible. Well, maybe no, your experience. No, it dried out well. very quickly. Oh, really? That stinks. Well, yeah, like, we really like the guy up there. Great local business. He always has some good trees. We finally, I got Dee to go with the little bit smaller tree. I like it. I love having a real tree, but I, we, I, don't, I don't need a big one. It's just the two of us. Right, right. We barely wrap any presents for each other, honestly. <laughs> so check this out. 50, 52% of women and 38% of men prefer artificial trees. All right. So more women than men prefer artificial trees. I, I, that seems like lines up with my personal experience. Right. And I also think, you but know, my wife isn't one of them. No, she, she and, wants and a real no, tree. Nor is mine. So yeah, this, this is a little depressing. 65% of older Americans prefer fake trees. 65%, almost two thirds. Well, they're just easier. Yeah, I agree. And cheaper. Yeah. But all right, we're older Americans. Did you? You I'm not quit, quit waving the white flags, you older <laughs> Americans. <laughs> now, do you want to know um, why Chris, uh, fake trees and uh, real trees are preferable to some people? Okay. Okay. They say, by the way, if you get a real tree, it's better for the environment than a fake tree. Now, that I found interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not know that, but you mentioned it before we started the show today, and I was like, save it. I want to hear this. Right. So. Because no one would think that. No, no. And I was surprised. But 
you can recycle trees, and that puts nutrients back in the environment. Trees, real trees, uh, soak up carbon dioxide sure. and give off oxygen. That's real trees. Okay? Well, that's what they do. That, that's great. That's why we like plants so much. Exactly. Um, and you can cut them down and decorate them at Christmas. Fake trees are made of plastic and metal and are ha leave a high carbon footprint. Now, initially, I think that's probably true to create them, right. package them, ship them all over the country. But once you have one, don't you just keep it for the next 30 years or something? Uh, they say the average person keeps a fake tree for about eight years. Oh, okay. Well, that's less than I thought, but that's still a pretty long time. Yeah, it is. It is. So the, the cost becomes, it becomes more cost effective to buy a, a, a fake tree. Yeah. What did you pay for your tree this year? Uh, I believe we paid 120. We usually pay about 80. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, I mean, over 10 years, that's. I remember as a kid paying between 15 and 20 bucks. I hate to say it, but I remember as a kid paying five to eight. <laughs> right? What else you got? Okay, so um, people love fake trees for their convenience and their storage. And then that, that's pretty much it right there convenience and storage. They don't have to leave the house. They don't have to continue to buy something. They don't have to go out in uh, cold weather to get a tree, you know? You don't have to water it or pick up pine right. needles. And, and, I mean, I thought this was dumb, but it said, it's better for allergies. Okay. Who's allergic to pine I, who, trees? Who, I don't I don't know anybody. If you have cats, though, they can start getting wild with that shit. Right. And that, they said, <laughs> they said... Uh, for real. Luckily, uh, our cat was not that aggressive with the things, but if the low-hanging ones... They would end up on the ground. And they, all right, uh, that's about it there for trees. I know. I think we both agree that we want a real tree for as long as humanly possible. Sold. Yeah. Bring Cheers. it on. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well. All right. So I. Oh my some... God! I thought I saw you reaching for that bell. <laughs> I was about to just smack your hand. Ow. <laughs> so, so you know, you, you Christmas time. A lot of people worry about their weight. And it's because you start with the leftover Halloween candy, then you slide into Thanksgiving, oh. then you go to those numerous parties, and you drink, you know, high carbohydrates and alcohol. You just, it's an endless uh, barrage of food and alcohol. And they say... It's called a great time of yeah, year. Yeah. They say <laughs> that, well, I saw the, how did you, like, lose weight? They say, well, one of the things you can do is go to less parties. Boo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who are they? It's not. We just sat through the pandemic. Right. We're not going to less parties. It's We're still party more. time. So here's what I have to say about that. So people who are worried about what they eat between New Year's Day, or I'm sorry, Christmas and New Year's Day, what they should really be worried about is what they eat between New Year's Day and Christmas. Right. <laughs> that is exactly right. That's so, what I was just thinking. I was like, Really? Was it was it just this time of year, or was it all summer? Yeah, all three hundred sixty other days or and, whatever. Yeah, and then the spring. <laughs> yes, and maybe just the beginning of the year was party time as well. Exactly. So I read all the stuff on diets and 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 what's best to do and what's not to do. Like if you go to a party, just try to eat one kind of food. Are you kidding me? You're gonna have like twenty to look at. Well, and if there's only one kind I like, then you just eat a lot of that. Right. Right. <laughs> So, I know you're going to kill me for this, but I, I 
rewrote the words to a song basically about dieting. Okay, wait a second. You did a Weird Al Yankovic about... Uh, I'm interested. Let's okay. hear it. All right. I don't know if I'm going to like it. Okay. But so, well, I don't know if you're going to like me singing. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> well, I worry about the people's ears. <laughs> so, it's uh, it's it's sung to the uh, tune of White Christmas. No one, no one knows that tune. Everybody knows it. <laughs> you, everyone, everyone. Everybody knows it. Scrooge. Everyone, forty-five and over. <laughs> I uh, guess how many people under forty-five <laughs> listen to this show? Right. I'm dreaming of a diet Christmas Cause extra pounds begin to show I will change my habits Eat like a rabbit And fill my plate with vegetables Oh, Red, here we go I'm dreaming of a diet Christmas You'll reduce cholesterol. There's that Yule again. I'll make Yule time merry. Eat nuts and berries. And reduce intake of alcohol. Boo. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm dreaming of a diet Christmas. <laughs> this is too much. Don't want my waist to expand. No more fries and burgers. Avoid foods with sugar. Munch on things nutritious and so bland. <laughs> How uh, many more verses do you got? Two more. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm dreaming of a diet <laughs> Christmas. Oh, if you could only see his face. No harmful foods will enter me. <laughs> if it's not organic... It will make me frantic. Reduce for a healthy, slimmer me. And those calories. <laughs> there you go. You're getting into it, baby. <laughs> no, don't accuse me of that. I'm dreaming of a diet <laughs> Christmas. I'll go out and feast on snow. I'll drink what I order. No caffeine, more water. All day long, I'll surely have to go. <laughs> Don't eat the yellow snow. Oh, Red. Uh, what do you think about that, um, I, Well, uh, if the podcast hasn't gone viral yet, it's definitely going to after that song. <laughs> or uh, it'll get a virus. I don't know. <laughs> but wait, wait. There's more. There's more. I bought my wife a refrigerator for Christmas. I can't wait to see her face as she, her, her, I can't wait to see her face light up as she opens it. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. All right. So, because um, she's gonna love an appliance for Christmas. Right. Right. Although my wife got one and she did like it, I, I lucked out. Well, All right. You're better off buying her a new driver. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's go on to. Um, by the way. What is the best time to break up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend? When you stop liking them? Uh, what is the second best time <laughs> <laughs> to break when, up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend? When you find out that they have a terminal disease and are going to be disfigured for the rest of their life? No, that's heartless. 
All right, that's not in the Christmas no, spirit. Sorry. No. So, but it statistically, they say that most people break up two weeks before Christmas. That I have heard some crazy stuff right. like that. People and, get real depressed at Christmas right. time. Right. I think most cheap people break up before. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you done it? Uh, well, unfortunately, they broke up with me. <laughs> So anyways, let's go on to Christmas commerce. Give you some some facts about Christmas. Uh, this surprised a lot of me. Holiday shopping accounts for 30% of all retail sales for the year. Yeah. Yeah. One, that... one third of I mean so basically a span of a month. And they get one third of uh, all well, but a lot of people stop start early. But most people shop from in Black December. Friday on. Yeah, okay, that's. But it. now it's even like from Halloween right, on. Right, right, right. But still, yeah. So, but listen to this then: forty percent of all holiday sales take place between the fifteenth and the twenty fourth. Almost half of all holiday sales take place the last nine days before Christmas. Well, I know that's how my parents did it. Every year. I think everybody does a lot of their shopping. Well, I have started, but I certainly, you know, we have a lot of nieces and nephews that we buy gifts for, and we have, like, two. Okay. Did you buy your wife a gift yet? We decided that our gift is our trip next year to Alaska. Oh, wow. That's a great gift. Yeah, that's the gift to each other. Okay. Did you need... We'll get... We'll buy each other stocking stuffers. Right, right, right. You know, some little things that... Little treats and something small that we both had mentioned, probably, but uh, nothing big. We we did our big. By the big way, trip. I am an excellent valet. If you need someone for your trip, we love we love those rides to the airport. <laughs> Truly do. Okay, so this this surprised me, but it's only because I think I'm a little bit. Yeah, older. you're not coming on the trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just realized that's what you were getting at. Huh? I'm gonna like pack this big trunk and I'll just pop up. <laughs> hey, let's go. Hey, where do you come from? Yeah. He's on the cruise now. What Let's are you go gonna, see the bears. What are you going to do? <laughs> so, uh, 60% of all sales these in our modern times come from online shopping. Yeah, that that also makes sense. Like, I buy lots of groceries and stuff like right, that at the store, right. but I like it's sad, but I order more than I'd like to admit from Amazon. So, I think that like just adds a new layer to uh, like a layer of worry to Christmas because now you have to worry about Christmas shopping and Christmas shipping. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's true. Well, yeah. What did I hear on the radio today that they came up with a bunch of retailers joined in on free shipping day and it was like around now every year that they will ship for free and promise to get it there by Christmas. Okay. But you're almost out of time at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's another surprising fact, and, and it, it's almost, um, uh, they must make a fortune on this, but gift cards make up, uh, make up 20% of all Christmas sales. Gift cards. So one-fifth of all Christmas sales are, are gift cards. Yeah, man, but they must love that. They, they make a fortune. The retailer, yeah, how many of them end up just, do you have any gift cards at your house that are just been in a drawer or... Sitting somewhere that you're like, oh crap! I totally forgot we had a. No, I think I got rid of my last one a couple of weeks ago. Man, you're better than us. D and I have some that just kind of random that we're like, oh shit, we really right. Why didn't we bring this? You forget about them. It, we have a little uh, ceramic dish that she made that we uh, put them all put in, them in, and 
Yeah, it's e- then the retailer doesn't even have to. They get free money. Exactly. They love it. They make a fortune. They love it. So, uh, on average, by the way, men spend ten more, ten percent more money on Christmas than women. Well, I'm bringing that average down a little bit. I think. <laughs> Have been my whole life. <laughs> then there's you. <laughs> Red is cheap. That is true. Okay. People who are 45 to 54 spend the most money on Christmas, which makes sense. You're established. You you have you a have, home. You probably have kids. Right. They're getting older, so they want more expensive stuff. So here's, here, here's Again, one. dragging that average down. Here's one that I'm going to... Give out for you. It says, buying gifts for friends is a declining trend. Oh, well, then that's my excuse from now on. It's not me. (laughs) Sorry, no one's giving Christmas (laughs) gifts anymore. Are you kidding me? Why would I be different? I mean, I just thought that's what everyone was doing. So only 50% of people over 65 give gifts to friends. So I'm sorry, uh, you're out of luck. Only how much? 50%. Oh, I think that's high. No, that's what, what that's what they say. Well, I believe what you found, but it just sounds high to yeah. me. Yeah, like I'm trying to remember. Like, I don't. Rem- well, I guess why would my grandma tell me about some gift she gave to one of her friends? I was like, my grandma didn't give her friends any gifts. Right. I think, but she- maybe she did. And why would she tell me? I mean, I know in my own life, as I got older, I gave less gifts to friends, and you just really concentrate on family. Yeah, your family gets bigger and bigger yeah, as kids yeah. get older and have their own kids. And you, and and... you become entrenched in that group. Yep. All right, one last thing. The opposing party to the president usually plans on spending less money during Christmas. So Democrats are in, in uh, office this year. So Republicans will spend less on Christmas. Or as I put it, Republicans will wear Scrooge's hat this year. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that's a weird stat. I suppose they've done the research to find it out. Oh, geez, here it oh, is. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so this is my favorite joke. It's a, it's a little saucy. Okay. Here, I have no idea what that really okay, means. Here we go. Three men died on Christmas Eve and were met by St. Peter at the pearly gates, who said, in honor of this holy season, I must give a present to symbolize Christmas in order to get in. Okay. I'm listening. The first guy went through his pockets and pulled out a lighter, flicked it, and said, This represents a candle. St. Peter said, Okay, you may enter. The second guy reached into his pocket and pulled out a set of keys. They jingled as he shook them, and he said, They're bells. St. Peter said, Go on in. This better be a good punchline. The third man desperately scoured his pockets and finally pulled out a pair of red panties. <laughs> All right, you're getting somewhere. St. Peter looked puzzled and said, what? The third man replied, they're carols. <laughs> but dum dum Oh, you ruined it with that punchline. <laughs> I love that punchline. It was almost there. You were so close. All you had to do was deliver. So let's wrap this up then with a Christmas story from your life and my life. All right. As we were talking about this, a few different Christmas stories, of course, came to mind. Right. But the one I thought as I was doing my research and found out in 1940, the Red Ryder BB gun was the most popular gift. It just, and obviously you weren't around then. Clearly. <laughs> but uh, I remember 
as I was six and a half. So it must have been 1980, Christmas of 1980. I uh, woke up nice and early like kids do because they want to go see what Santa Claus brought, or at least that's how it was at our house. And I walked out into the living room and I saw a BB gun. It was not actually a Red Ryder, but that style of BB gun leaning up in the like my dad's chair. And I, I'm the oldest. My brothers were way younger. Right. I, I knew that was for me. But you were six. It had to be almost like magical at that point. I sat in the chair and I just kind of held it, sort of hugged it, and waited for everyone else to wake up so that we could open up the rest of our presents. How my, long? How long did you wait? Oh, I don't know. I don't feel. Who knows? Hour, hour or something. Okay. Less. Prob- That's a long time when you're six years exactly. old. Exactly. That's why day. I feel like yeah, it was right. probably a lot less, but yeah. it felt like an yeah, hour. Exactly. You know, when you're six, hard to say. Right. Um, but yeah, I'd been riding around in the front seat of the pickup with my dad and my grandpa with while they'd been hunting, and I was the only one who didn't have a gun with them, and I was just so happy to finally have my own gun to take hunting. When we went hunting. So you took your BB gun hunting? Yeah, well, when my dad and my grandpa walked around trying to find pheasants, I would have my BB gun with me and walk around with it as well. Of course, I never shot a pheasant with my BB gun, but it just felt good to be part of the group. That that just illustrates so much the difference between you and I growing up. It's like, in my family, you couldn't even fathom the, the point of bringing a gun into the house. You know, toy gun, anything. Wow. Yeah, my family was definitely a family that has guns and still does. Lots of antique guns. Stuff all the way back to, like, Civil War time. Rifles and stuff. I mean, that's a healthy attitude. There's nothing wrong with guns. I just think that that was the time that I grew up in and and the environment I grew up in. Yeah, well, it's different. I grew up in rural Nebraska. Right, and I grew up in in an urban setting. Exactly. So, you know. That's why we're so similar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's my... Uh, but that's I, a great story because it just shows you the, the magic of Christmas. Yeah. it was. I remember that. It really was one of those Christmas mornings that was pretty magical. So much so that even at 49, I still remember right. being so excited and just sitting there. And you remember it fondly. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? All right. So mine is not so much a, a, uh, a heartwarming Christmas memory. I, for years, drove around and watched people put up those nativity scenes. I mean, literally for 30 years. And I thought, I want to get in on that action. (laughs) (laughs) Putting up a nativity scene? No, I want to be in the scene. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what, you're going to pose as baby Jesus? I was a little old for that. Did you strip naked and just wear a diaper and lay no, in the lay no, in the snow? No. Oh, that would have been hilarious. So I can say this place now, but I used to teach at a place called St. Gregory the Great. Okay. And it's now closed, so I can say this with impunity. <laughs> You're like, whatevs. <laughs> I had nothing to they do with They can't come back at I had me. nothing to do with the closing. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. So nothing they can prove anyway. This was when I was just first married, and my wife and I were driving by St. Greg's, and we saw this nativity scene, and I said, I'm going to be in that scene. And so we drove back home, and I bought a big blue sheet. Oh, I No, did. it was more like turquoise, okay? And I remember I, this. I, I love this. And I had this big wooden walking stick that my <laughs> sister gave me. It was me. your staff. It was like five feet tall. And so 
we went up to the, we drove up to this nativity scene in the middle of the day, like a commando unit. I jumped out, <laughs> ran to the, the the middle of the nativity it's scene, so good. right right behind the baby Jesus. I said hello, and, and then I, then my wife comes running out of the car with a too bad about on. none of those rooms at the end. Sorry about that. But it was so funny because I blended in so well that when. Well, I'll tell you that in a little bit. I bl- let's just say I blended in well. So my wife knelt down on one knee, took two pictures, and we drove off. Yeah. It took all of about one minute. Okay. It was a total commando. It was a commando operation. Hit and move. The next year, because this was after Christmas, so we did this. The next year, we made it into a Christmas card. I love it too. I remember getting that Christmas card. <laughs> and, and I remember this one couple we sent it to. They said they argued because they couldn't figure out. First of all, they didn't see me in the picture. Oh, it took me like a little bit. Yeah. When wifey showed it to me, she was like, look at this card. And I look at it. I was like, okay. She was like, no, really look at it. Oh, I started cracking up because there you are in the nativity with with this like blanket over your head. You've got your staff. And I have my thumbs up. You're all hunched over. (laughs) It's hilarious. So this couple argued because they couldn't figure out who sent this but the best thing was I was in this bar about three days before Christmas and one of my wife's friends comes storming across the bar, screaming, best Christmas card ever! Not with some crummy kids, but you! Oh my God. She must have been excited. She loved it. It is a great Christmas card. It is, it is a, it's a novel idea, and it was fun to do. Yeah, and it yeah, and you pulled it off. Like, I did. Well planned and executed on that one, Red. All right, I think it's probably I don't know about that time. Okay, but I do want to say one more thing. Okay, which so, usually leads to another thing. Well, this might be just the one this time. <laughs> so I just want to talk a little bit. Uh, let's bring Christmas down a little bit. Make Christmas real a little bit. And so we got I, we got this Christmas card, and I, I, it said something that I thought was worth listening to. So I'm going to just read a couple of them. Okay, like getting Chris- into the real Christmas spirit yeah, for or a Or what it should be. Okay, okay, let's hear it. Christmas. Every time a hand reaches out to help, that's Christmas. Every time a person chooses peace, that's Christmas. Every time we forget our differences and remember the love that connects us, that's Christmas. And that's what I think Christmas should be. Yeah. Red. Red. Very well said. I only have one more thing to say. I knew it. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you, my brother. (laughs) Hey, this has been a very Christmassy, fantastic episode of Red Red Squared. Squared.